0: Don't mean tough as nails, everybody else Following the law, you better run the cops get caught, cause you're a nail Like China cares, they talk shit You're gonna whoop their ass, shine a drag deep Leave the whole bottle, you know we live Life
1: before throttle like nail Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast We have a really cool guest coming up. His name is Brayden Jameson. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, currently lives in Nashville. Um, And he's got some cool kind of insight on, you know, what's upcoming for him and kind of some of the things that he's done. Um, But before we uh, get on over to him, Brian, you have something for everybody listening.
0: We have teamed up with our friends over at Southern Creek Clothing. They are an outdoor apparel company founded in 2019. Southern Creek Clothing prides themselves on quality Southern apparel and great customer service. They are offering a special discount to every single one of our listeners if you use the code TGCountry for 20% off on their website.
1: Yep. TG country, 20% off at Southern You can also find them on Instagram at Southern Creek clothing um, and all social media at Southern Creek clothing. I'd highly recommend them. Uh, they have some really good stuff. Actually um, I'm wearing their shirt right now. Um, and they send us hats and all that good stuff. Uh, so go check out our buddy over there. He's got some good stuff going. Um, and one more thing before we get to our interview Hunter.
2: Yeah. We've talked about clubhouse a little bit before, um, but we are going to be st- starting a Clubhouse chat on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we're going to team up with our friends at Country Pickens. Um, it's another Instagram account that's uh, pretty popular. And we're going to talk new music, um, pretty much anything. So if anyone out there wants to jump on Clubhouse and talk with us, um, that'd be awesome. And if you don't have a Clubhouse, we have a few invites that we can give out if you shoot us a DM.
1: Yeah, hit us up for uh, some invites. We got a bunch of them. Uh, But Hunter, what is that title that people should be looking out for?
2: I think we're going to call it Picking on the Tailgate. Yes, we are.
1: Combining both of our names. We we are going to call it Picking on Tailgate because that's a great name. I'm not patting myself on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're we're doing that uh, Monday night. So everybody kind of keep an eye out for that um, and come in and talk with us. Be part of a live podcast, I suppose. Um, but okay, well, let's dive into it. Here is Braden Jameson. All right, I'd like to welcome on a uh, new guest here. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, current Belmont student, up and coming artist. His name is Braden Jameson. Braden, how are you doing?
3: Good, man. How are you? We're real good. Excited to We're have good. you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. For sure.
1: Yeah, so
2: start off by telling us who Braden Jameson is, um, exactly like how you got into music and some of your influences growing up.
3: Yeah, man. So I grew up, um, my dad's been a pastor my whole life. And so um, I was always in the church, you know, first one in, last one out, turning the lights on and off and stuff. So um, I'd get really bored and there was always a drum set up there. So I actually started playing the drums um, when I was like probably three. And because of that, just grew up like leading worship and stuff like that. And I was able to develop like a love for music from a super young age, which I'm super grateful for. Um, And then I I never really pursued songwriting or being an artist or anything until I think my junior year of high school, I got to open for Toby Keith. And that was the night where I was like, yep, this is is what I'm going to do from now on. Um, and then God just opened some doors, man. And, um, I was able to come here to Belmont and it's awesome.
2: Toby Keith's a huge name. How did you uh, yeah, I think land I've that him before?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he it was actually my governor's, um, like gubernatorial ball. Um, and so I like played at his inauguration that morning and then opened for, it was actually a two night deal. One was in Tulsa, one was in Oklahoma city. Um, and Tulsa was the Christian band, mercy me and me. And then the second night in Oklahoma City was uh Jimmy Allen, Toby Keith and me. So it was a great time.
1: Yeah, I definitely wow, heard awesome. a couple of yeah. those people before. <laughs> that's <a> great lineup. <laughs> so what what they do, just come and like knock on your door and been like, Hey dude, like we want you on there or like was it a deal that you worked out with management or how did that how did that kind of shake out?
3: So the governor my governor's kids went to my high school and like I took his daughter to prom and stuff. Um all and right. his brother was actually one of my golf coaches. And so we just, he was like, hey, can you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, you want to open for Toby Keith? I was like, I would love to do
1: that. So I'm guessing that taking his daughter to prom went well then, and you didn't make any enemies with the dad.
3: That's right. <laughs> we, got, we got a couple of... Uh, Highway patrol escorts and everything is awesome.
0: Ooh, wow. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> certainly, having having the governor as a connection certainly isn't a bad thing.
3: Oh, no, for sure. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was treading very lightly that night.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I
1: bet. <laughs> leaving, leaving room and a
0: half there. <laughs> so, uh, currently being a student at Belmont, what is it like uh, going to a school with so many legends?
3: Dude, it's awesome. Just, like... It's crazy being, because, I mean, obviously in high school, everybody has different things they want to do. But here, like, it everything just revolves around music, and it's awesome, like, seeing the passion people have for that, that, like, matches mine, and I've never experienced that before. So we kind of push each other to be better and just support each other. It's
1: awesome. So what what you saying? At least- Sorry, so, so you're saying it's definitively a music school over a basketball school? Yeah. So I know I- y'all feel the pretty good basketball team, too.
3: We are pretty good. We can't even get student tickets right now. We're not happy about it. They sell out so fast.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. Um, Where are you currently studying? Uh, Music business.
2: Awesome. So what do you plan to do with that other than being an artist?
3: Yeah. So really my mindset in choosing that major was obviously want to be a singer songwriter. Um, But man, I really just want to learn the industry and, I mean, honestly, so I don't get screwed one day, but
1: (laughs) honestly, though, I mean, that's kind of the same route that uh, Brian and I were sport management in college. And that's kind of the route that they always told our uh, athletes to like, look, just in case you don't make it to the pros or whatever like it's good to have that fallback um and it's it's really good to hear that you know you're you're thinking also outside of like yeah you're going to be an artist you're going to record you're going to make money from that have a great career um but you know it's always good to have a fallback or a post you know post-performing career
3: for sure music business definitely is like the biggest major here everybody jokes like oh you're fixing to you know Learn about all the money you're going to lose, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> for a while, it does seem like that.
0: <laughs> Who's the most ben or most influential person that you've met at Belmont be- uh, so far that you can lean on for support? Um,
3: probably honestly, my best friend um, Jackson Trudenic. He's an awesome producer. We've been working on demos and stuff, and we just kind of read each other's minds when we're recording.
0: And I That's- guess as a whole, what does Belmont? prepared you for that you might not otherwise would have learned.
3: I've learned a lot about, like I said, the industry, like here's things to look out for. These are things you need to be doing, like promotional wise. And so that stuff is super has been super helpful to me.
1: Yeah, that must be pretty cool to like room with someone or just like run into somebody down the hall that's like, oh, you know, I need this track cut real quick. Like let me let me just go check in with the producer who lives right down the hall. Like convenience I guess is is the right word for it
3: yeah I was just actually right before this I was on a phone call with one of my buddies um I need to record some drums and he's right down the hall from me so he's like yeah just come over tomorrow we'll knock it out
1: that's
2: pretty sweet how how do other students like take to you guys recording music in your dorm (laughs) rooms I feel like that would interrupt some studying or something
3: we are not the problem okay let me put this out there. (laughs) there's about six drummers on this floor who just 24 hours a day will go ham on that thing so nobody gets mad at us
1: usually (laughs) so for those who might not know or they do know but belmont's in nashville of course it is um so how are the crowds how is the culture different you know being in nashville versus where you grew up in tulsa
3: it's a lot bigger city um still not really comfortable driving my truck around on these people. People drive crazy here, dude, but um, it's awesome. Like even if I never, it's sort of like um, what I was saying about Belmont, just being surrounded by people that kind of think the same way musically as you. And it's really inspiring.
1: Do you make your way down to uh, Broadway often or are you kind of wrapped up in other things?
3: Yeah, I, I used to play Broadway. Probably twice a week, but I've got midterms and tests and quizzes and fun stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Priorities, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I've heard that like, once you live in Nashville and you know, when you walk in the bar and you see Toby Keith, right. Say he's down there and like most people would be like, Oh my God, look at that. It's it's Toby Keith over there. Like go get an autograph. Like you have to keep it cool. Did that take you time at all to like, know that you're just kind of surrounded by the who's who. Of country music and did you did you have to adjust at all or did you kind of have you not ever really been starstruck
3: um i would say a couple of nights ago actually i was playing at this place on music road called live oak and um randall king who's like my biggest influence right now walked in and i was just like i'm nervous and <laughs> um Chris Young also was just sitting at the bar like it was nothing. And I'm like, this am I the only one in this room that like <laughs> these two dudes in here? Like I'm freaking out. It was awesome
1: though. Randall King, oh man. I love Randall King. He's I awesome. Really he really is. So um going going back to kind of like the cultural differences, um, in like the crowds that you play for, you know, what do you notice differently about the crowds in Nashville versus crowds in your own hometown?
3: Yeah. So the biggest like thing I've realized here is that people actually care about this song, you know, like they're going to listen closely to the lyrics that you wrote. Whereas in Oklahoma, it's like, Oh, that's a cool, that's a cool groove. Like everybody's drinking, having a good time, whatever. <laughs> but here it's like people actually care about what you have to say more. I feel like.
2: Yeah. So one of your songs um, called hometown kid kind of draws uh daily life experiences. Um, How did you turn that into a song?
3: I actually, man, I wrote that like my sophomore year of high school. And obviously I wasn't done with all of the things I mentioned in that song talking about going back to him. But I think when I wrote that for me, it was just like a reminder to just like appreciate all these things, like playing high school football, being with your family, stuff like that. Um, so I think it was just me trying to tell myself like, we're still in this moment right now. Like let's not wish for college or being further on in my career. Like, I just want to stay
2: right here for a little bit. Yeah. But what made you like decide to start writing songs?
3: Um, I mean, I got a guitar when I was like 11. Um, I think I wrote my first song like two months after that and just I loved it. It's kind of <laughs> like, it's like making a puzzle. I think it's like putting a puzzle together.
2: Yeah, definitely. So it
1: just kind of like came naturally to you then. Yeah, for sure. And you said that you wrote that your sophomore year of high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's incredible because I I played high school football and like I I love that song and it paints such a vivid picture. Like, and the fact that you were able to write that as you know at that age, like that's ridiculously impressive.
3: Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, not not a question, just a little bit of asking, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, transitioning to one of your more recent songs just came out this past November, Playing George. What's the story behind that song and how it came to be?
3: Yeah, man, this is, um, I had so much fun writing this song. Um, it's just like a classic honky-tonk, being in Oklahoma kind of song. Um, it's about like being in a dance hall and seeing a girl walk in that you want to two-step with and you're thinking of all the ways you can get her to dance with you. Um, and so you run to the jukebox as fast as you can and play George Strait because where I'm from, at least every girl loves George Strait. So if you can pull that off the golden. Um, yeah. But I wrote that one in like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> felt bad. I I felt so bad. He's like he's my George Strait's my favorite artist of all time. Um, but I like Googled he has 60 number one hits and I knew I wanted to use his song titles and I know every word to every song, but I had to Google him like all of this song titles, like how do I like emerge all of these into one to make a, to make a good story. So it was so fun though.
1: Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like debating whether or not to show my fiance, cause she's from Fort Worth, born and raised Texan, loves George Strait. But I'm like, if I play this for her, like you might steal her. Like I'm, I might, I <laughs> might lose her to this song. I don't know about all that. <laughs>
2: circling back a little there you said you wrote that song at 15 minutes is that that's pretty quick isn't it
3: it was fast the thing that I love about songwriting is you never like you might have an idea but you never know what's what's going to happen in that session so like sometimes it'll take 15 minutes like that one and sometimes it'll take you know 15 weeks so
0: <laughs> did the lyrics come first
3: I honestly don't remember I just all I remember is sitting on my bed and just it happened, so that's I think nat- that's natural
1: talent. Uh, yeah,
3: I think it was probably they, the music and the words happened at the same time.
1: Wow, jeez! And what's the reception been like on it? Just kind of universally, it's got a ton of streams on Spotify.
3: Yeah, we hit 100k yesterday, so i was super okay. proud. Of that.
1: Congratulations! I think really yesterday, cool,
3: awesome. Um, yeah. everybody seems to like it. I think people definitely miss that '90s country kind of production and. Style of writing, um, and like I said, I mean it's the king of country. So
2: if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even know
3: <laughs> but everybody seems to like it. I think.
2: So one of your other releases, "Blame It on the Night," is it's actually your most popular, with about 120,000 streams. Um, did the reception on that meet your expectations, or has that exceeded them?
3: It that one definitely exceeded them. That's definitely all of my friends favorite song of mine um yeah that one i had like a really big eagles influence on it because they're probably my favorite band of all time um yeah all my friends love that
2: song that's their favorite one has hitting that mark changed your outlook on your career like man you hit one hundred twenty thousand streams is you know you think you can actually be pretty popular
3: yeah, it's awesome to know that like people are, people are there, they're listening, they're streaming it, they support me. It's a really cool feeling for sure. Yeah, for well, sure. I
0: think playing George is gonna give that one a run for its money. <laughs> yeah, I think playing George will
3: pass it pretty quick.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'll be honest, when, you know, when I first listened to playing George," I was like, oh, man, this dude is Texan as can be, you know, he's probably born yeah. in Dallas and raised in Dallas. And, you know, that's kind of like that cowboy red dirt sound that you've captured is almost like trademarked by the state of Texas. Right. But how did you manage to craft that song, especially in a time where country music, you know, largely is moving away from that kind of traditional sound?
3: Yeah, I uh, that's just the kind of stuff I listen to. Um, even the new stuff is more. Texas, like Randall King, Josh Ward, people like that. Um, and so I think if you listen to a certain style for long enough, it'll naturally just come out of you. Um, and that's kind of what my sound is. My fa- one of my favorite sayings um, is actually by John Mayer. He was like, whenever you fail at trying to sound like your heroes, that's when you found your sound. And so obviously I wanted the production and everything to sound like George or like Alan Jackson, Keith Whitley, some 90s, just good 90s country music. Um, And obviously I failed because I can't get that because it's not the current time. Um, But I found my sound in that. And so that's really cool.
1: That's cool. And I like to hear, you know, guys like Coulter Walls doing it like that. And, uh, you know, some of those guys that are like, we're really bringing a certain kind of era back. Um, You know, a lot of people try to do it. But only a few really kind of capture that era, um, I think, is, as well as you do in that. Um, and boy, if, if people listening right now haven't given playing George especially a listen, like go spin that right now. And, you know, if we didn't tell you that the guy who sang is sitting right here with us on Zoom, like you might think that like, oh, that's cool. You know, I wonder what other hits he had back in 1994 or whatever.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> So I want to circle back to the beginning. You talked about Toby Keith and Jimmy Allen and opening up for them and your experience there. What, uh, tell us more about what that experience was like. And I guess I'm sure, you know, you were super nervous going into it.
3: Yeah, it was crazy, man. I woke up b- with butterflies that morning. Um, that was a long day. Cause actually to start the day, like I said, I I played at my governor's inauguration and, Right before I went out, his brother was like, Hey man, just to let you know, there's a hundred thousand people out there and online watching. And I was just like, Dude, why did like why did you just <laughs> <laughs> right here? And we opened the like the Capitol door. I have like military guys on both sides. I'm walking this girl down. And I was just like, Holy crap, don't trip down these stairs. And so Um, It went super well, got that out of the way. And then that night um, I knocked on Jimmy Allen's door and he wasn't there and his manager was there and he thought I was just a fan or something. (laughs) So he was like, oh yeah, like I'll tell Jimmy, you said hi. And I'm like, I'm in the green room right next door. Like, can you just send him over when he's here? (laughs) It's like, oh, are you playing? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll send him over. So he came in and we were hanging out. Super cool, dude. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, I didn't get to talk to Toby that night really before, but um, I had met him before, and he gave me some advice on music stuff, and it was really cool. So that night was really transforming in like, what
0: I wanted to do at that point. Yeah, have you cool. been able to keep in touch with either of them?
3: Not really. I haven't really.
1: Well,
0: that's okay. I
3: have a feeling <laughs> I'll run into Jimmy before long because he's just around her all the time. But yeah, He's all over the place.
1: Sooner rather than later, they'll be calling you up anyway to be like hey remember me (laughs) hey you want to go on tour together that would be
3: awesome
2: so you had mentioned playing at live oak the other night do you play out in nashville very often
3: yeah man i used to play like three or four times a week and now it's just i have copyright law homework business law homework Mm -hmm. all this i actually have a business law test after this interview so oh geez
0: yeah that doesn't sound fun yeah it's not a it's not a fun not a fun class for sure <laughs> well, is there really quick- a uh is there an internship that you have to do as part of that program
3: um i don't think you have to i'm actually in a class called internship and career foundation um and we have this thing on our like portal um called handshake and you basically it's super cool actually we were talking about it today there's all these internships that you can just like apply for in the industry so it'll be like an internship at warner just opened up like submit your resume it's super cool so you don't technically have to but it's a really cool tool to have
2: do you have okay. a dream internship at a label or somewhere
3: not really i kind of just i mean i just i want to play
1: yeah <laughs> well since you're so experienced around nashville where's a handful of places that you're like these you might not have heard of, but like, man, I love playing there. The crowds there are great. Like, it's just my favorite spots. What are kind of some of the best spots in Nashville that you've been able to play?
3: Uh, I'm a big fan of the local. Love that place. Live Oak was awesome. Is actually my first time playing there. Um, those are definitely my two favorite. I feel like there's one I'm forgetting that I really like, but it might come to me later.
1: <laughs> it's been a long year.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you mentioned you played golf in high school do you ever get to play much in nashville
3: i don't we have a top golf man and we drove across the bridge for it last semester and then got there realized we needed a reservation and it was just
1: like, i'm done like i'm not coming back for a while probably
3: i wish i could play though i miss it
1: i feel like golf's kind of like a way of life almost yeah in nashville like we see guys out there mm-hmm. on the course like on instagram just daily yeah for sure. It's yeah, a great
3: sure. game to be able
1: to play. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of
2: like networking opportunities with some of those guys too. Oh
1: yeah. Um, do we have anything else you want to talk about? I'll we... talk about what's kind of, you know, what's in store for 2021. And, you know, before we hit record here, you said you were working on some stuff and we we're not going to touch on that, but like what show wise, touring wise, like as kind of life gets back to normal, like what's set up for 2021 for you?
3: Yeah, well, first I have a song coming out Sunday night at 11 central time. Um, And then after that, I will, I'm hoping to record an EP this summer to release in the fall. Um, And we are looking at tours right now. We're looking at a few states, like just for me headlining. And then also we have a couple of things up our sleeves that we're working
1: on too that I can't share yet, but.
3: I will let you know when I can. <laughs>
1: I like the sound uh, of that, right? though. I mean, even yeah. if we don't know the details, it's like, oh, sweet. Now we're on the lookout. Like, what's it going to be? It's pretty cool. And then excited, man. If, if you have any details, because this, you know, this will be out before Sunday. Like, do you, you got any details on what's coming up on Sunday?
3: Uh, yeah, Forever Girl, my next single is dropping. Um, it's actually kind of like a bluegrass kind of sound. Um, I wanted to. I've always grown up listening to Bluegrass. Thought it was awesome. So I wanted to do that sound. It's it's about um just kind of settling down, which I mean, I'm 19 years old. I'm not at <laughs> that point yet, especially as a musician. We don't settle down very easily. But um I'm super excited about it, man. I think it's good in the time that we're living in right now. Cause I mean it's a it's a song about settling down, it's a love song, but really it's just saying let's sit back and like appreciate what we have right now, even in this crazy time, there's simple things that we can appreciate. Um, And so I think it'll resonate with people, hopefully.
1: And I like that, you know, you're kind of adding on to this like bluegrass revival. That's even as recent as like the back half of 2020 with Sturgill Simpson, put out that whole bluegrass record. Luke Combs I've heard is doing Mm -hmm. a bluegrass record coming up and you got bluegrass on your sleeve too. I think Cody Johnson said that he's, dabble in some bluegrass too so that's really cool to hear uh that's really exciting I, i've always really liked the bluegrass sound
3: as soon as dude as soon as sturgill released cutting grass i was like i think i need to do a bluegrass type song
1: oh yeah for sure and you're you're ahead of the curve because soon bluegrass is going to be i feel like making its way across a whole bunch of different artists like i would never guessed luke combs to do bluegrass but for sure you know, here we are
0: it works though really cool.
1: yeah um all right. Well, before we uh turn you loose for the rest of your night and get you on to your exam, uh good luck on that. Yes. But uh let, let us know, you know, let everyone know who's listening, who you are again, where they can find you, tease that song coming up on Sunday. Um and just one more time for everybody listening.
3: Yeah, my name is Braden Jamison. Thank you all for tuning in. Um you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Braden underscore Jameson. Um Facebook is Braden Jameson Music. And go go hit me up on spotify give me that follow um and be on the lookout for the forever girl dropping on sunday night
1: all right well thanks for hanging out this afternoon we appreciate it and uh we will have talk to you soon yeah man thanks for having me we'll see you later for sure we'll talk soon All right, that was our interview with Brayden Jameson. Hope everyone listening enjoyed it. If you did, please uh, feel free to leave us a five-star review. It helps the show grow, helps us give you better content, helps us improve. Um, And if you have suggestions for any artists that you'd like to hear on here, maybe you have a favorite that like, man, I really want to hear their story, really want to hear what they're about, let us know. Send us a DM, send us an email, leave it in a review. Um, and we will try to get everyone on here because uh, we're always looking for new people to have on the show um, and be sure to check out our website at tgatecountry.com. there. We're going to have links to our podcast articles about our guests. Uh, we have some exclusive new music release stuff actually uh, coming up here soon. So definitely check us out at tgatecountry.com. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see y'all back here next week.